Good morning, church. Happy Sunday to each of you. We are in a sermon series that's entitled No Longer Slaves, and we're talking about Israel as they move into the promised land, how God uh, crafted just a society that would thrive under his reign and his rule. And quite honestly, it's what we're trying to do here at Cornerstone and in the city. We're trying to thrive under God's reign. We know that his ways are the best ways. We know that uh, he can guide and lead us so that we can, in fact, uh, build his kingdom here on earth. I want to start uh, by reading from Deuteronomy chapter 4. And uh, we'll say a prayer and, and talk through rules that bring freedom. Hear now, O Israel, the decrees and the laws that I am about to teach you. Follow them so that you may live and may go in and take possession of the land that the Lord, the God of your fathers, is giving to you. Do not add to what I command. Do not subtract from it. But keep the commands of the Lord your God that I give you. You saw with your own eyes what the Lord did at Baal Por. The Lord your God destroyed from among you everyone who followed the Baal of Peor. And all of you who held fast to the Lord your God are still alive today. See, I have taught you decrees and laws as the Lord my God commanded me so that you may follow them in the land you're entering to take possession of it. Observe them carefully, for this will show your wisdom and understanding to the nations that all who hear about these decrees will say, Surely this great nation is a wise and understanding people. What other nation is so great as to have their gods near them the way the Lord our God is near us when we pray. And what other nation is so great as to have such righteous decrees and laws as the body of laws I'm setting before you today? Let's pray. Father God, thank you so much for your word that gives us hope that gives us freedom, that gives us life. And we believe wholeheartedly in you as creator God, that you have spoken to us, your people, through your word, through your Holy Spirit. And I pray, Father, that this morning, the power of your spirit will rest among us as we seek to know you clearly. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Cody Carnes uh, wrote a song that I absolutely love entitled Firm Foundation. And the lyrics go something like this. Christ is my firm foundation, the rock on which I stand. When everything around me is shaken, I've never been so glad that I put my faith in Jesus because he's never let me down. He's been faithful through generations. So why would he fail now? He won't. 
he won't. The song is based on a very important passage in Matthew's gospel, right at the end of Jesus' Sermon on the Mount. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain, it came down. The streams, they rose. The winds, they blew. And they beat against the house. Yet it did not fall because its foundation was on rock. Christ is my firm foundation. And Jesus is clearly saying that it's not only just Christ Jesus, his sacrifice, his burial, his resurrection. It's not just Jesus Christ and the grace that he gives us. It's not just Jesus Christ and the ascending to heaven and the ruling over this world. But it is those who hear the words of mine and puts them into practice is a man who is building a house. You see, the words of Jesus is the foundation of our growth. Now, the Israelites in this passage are no longer slaves, amen? As slaves, they work 12 to 16-hour days, seven days a week, as young as four years old, stomping and stomping and stomping and building these bricks into molds. Their kids didn't go to school. There was no vacation. There were no days off. And now that they have been freed by God, they have two options. There's false freedom, where everyone does as he sees fit. And we're old enough to realize what happens when everyone does as he sees fit. Or you can have true freedom where everyone follows a set of guidelines. I remember back in May when the students were released from the bondage of Knox County Schools, amen? My kids started out that week staying up as late as they wanted to, and they did whatever seemed best in their own eyes to do throughout the day. And Jessica and I quickly noticed that their freedom began to wear on them. Their room became messy. They started losing stuff. They were forgetting to do their chores. Honestly, their behavior began to fall apart. And Jessica and I, we immediately took action. We set bedtimes, limits on screen time. And guess what happened? Their living improvements, or their living conditions improved. Their behavior improved. We didn't have to remind them to do their chores nearly as often. It's incredible what just a little bit of structure can do. And that's what Moses, God through Moses, is really giving the people of Israel. He says in verse 1, 
follow, he's talking about the law, follow the law so that you may live and go and take possession of the land. That they can live well and good lives. Just a little bit of structure. Let, let God give you just a little bit of structure. And what you'll see is lives that are full. Notice in verse 2, Moses says, do not add to the law. You know, the Israelites, they certainly were tempted to add rules to rules. And we certainly saw that in Jesus' day. They found their dignity and their worth in the law. They actually ended up enslaving them. They became slaves to the rules. They became slaves to the law. And instead of finding freedom, they found bondage. Instead of finding salvation in God alone, they thought they could earn their salvation. They even treated people poorly if they didn't follow the rules that they added to the rules and forced them to carry these heavy, heavy burdens. The leaders manipulated the people. The leaders harassed the people, they wanted more and more power, prestige, money. And Jesus says in Matthew chapter 11, Come to me, all you who are weary and heavy burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. He says, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Christ is my firm foundation, right? The yoke of Jesus Christ's words, if they would just follow his words, listen to his words, put them into practice, that yoke is so light because it gives freedom. And truly, the law was supposed to give them freedom. Moses gives another warning, if you notice, in verse 3. He reminds them of the experience of Baal Peor. You can read that story in Numbers chapter 25. By the way, Austin, I'm saying Peor with such confidence that you almost believe that that's how it's pronounced, right? I don't know how it's pronounced either, man. I'm just going to be honest with you. Baal Peor. You can read about that story in Numbers chapter 25. Historians believe that you can find Mount Peor near Mount Nebo or Nabo or Nabo. I don't know how you pronounce that one either. And you can find it on the northeast side of the Dead Sea. And the reason that's important is because that is the location the Israelites are found in Numbers chapter 25. They are right next to the Jordan River. And once they cross that Jordan River, they're on their way to Jericho, the first powerful battle that they would fight beyond the, the Jordan River. And so here they sit at Mount Peor, 39 years after Moses gives them the law, 
less than a year before they would cross the sea and fight the battle of Jericho. And we're told in Numbers chapter 25 that they were seduced by the beautiful women of Moab who enticed the Israelites to partake in the worship services to Baal. Baal was a very important god in the ancient Middle East because rain was important to help crops grow. They made sacrifices to the god of fertility, that is Baal, in order that the land would produce a fertile crop. The worship involved temple prostitution. And a plague struck the Israelite people. Numbers chapter 25 says that 24,000 men and women lost their lives. The foundation of the law was neglected. Devastation broke out in the Israelite camp. And I'm reminded of Hebrews chapter 12, verse 6. That the Lord disciplines the ones he loves and he chastens everyone he accepts as sons. And Moses uses this experience to remind the Israelites to listen and obey the law. We should heed these words and be reminded to listen and obey the words of Jesus Christ. Otherwise, we would be like fools who builds his house on sand. Jesus says, the rains came down, the streams they rose, the wind they blew and beat against the house, and because it was built on sand, that house fell and it crashed. Christ is my firm foundation, friends. His words give life. And as Moses tells the people of Israel to listen and obey and be warned, we too hear these words of Jesus. And if we listen and obey, we are like those whose house is built on a rock. And if we don't, we are like those whose house is built on sand. And I feel bad for the Israelites because they had seen so many great things. We talked about it last week, how the Israelites watched as water flew, uh, flowed from a, from a rock. They were being fed manna from heaven every morning. They received water from a rock and food from heaven, um, both an incredible miracle. And yet they were praying to the God, a false God, who they were hoping would bring them water, food. Here they are on the border of Canaan, ready to inherit riches. It doesn't make sense. They're right there. They're right there. And you and I, we're not too far off from the Israelites. You and I have watched as God has brought transformation. 
You've heard the stories, have you not, of cancer disappearing? You've heard the stories, have you not, of God providing in miraculous and powerful ways? Or do I need to bring folks up to give me testimony? Amen? God is powerful. We see him working today. And all we have to do is trust. And the Israelites, they were seduced, were they not? I think that's why Moses goes on and says in verse 6 that it should be the other way around, <laughs> right? Think about that, how it should be the other way around. They should be telling the Moabites, our God is near us when we pray. They should be telling the Moabites, the God we serve can bring water from a rock. The God we serve has been feeding us manna from heaven. The God we serve goes ahead of us by a cloud by day and fire by night. That is the God we serve. It should have been the other way around. But they were seduced by Baal. Rules that bring freedom are like tracks on a train. A train doesn't have a steering wheel. It can't go left and right whenever it wants to. A train follows the tracks where they lead. They can go front, forward, or they can go backward. You can add and subtract tracks, right? But the train can't. In order to function at its fullest potential, it must move forward on the tracks. I feel like I'm constantly balancing this kind of life where I, I'm trying to stay on the tracks, but there are other tracks that seem more seducing. I want to cut corners. I want to create my own tracks. I find tracks that, that look just a little bit better. But this morning, I hope we were reminded that Christ is my firm foundation, the rock on which I stand. The sand is no place to be when you're building a house, friends. Don't fall into the trap. Don't be seduced by Moab, but stay on the right path. When you rise in the morning, give me Jesus. As you go about your day, give me Jesus. And when you lie down at night, give me Jesus. I'm grateful this morning to have Mary Ellen and Natalie playing that beautiful song for us. A reminder that Christ is our firm foundation. And over everything else, we need him. Give me Jesus.
As they play this song, I'm going to invite you to go to one of the three communion stations that are set up and take the cups back to your seat and reflect. Ask yourself, are you building a house on sand? Are you building your house on rock? Listen to the words of Jesus. Grow by the words of Jesus. And remember the sacrifice that he made to give you life. Hold those cups as we reflect together, and we'll take those cups together. Let's uh, pray. Father, thank you for your great and amazing love. That you're near us when we pray. Father, that your words give us life. Like no other religion or lack thereof can give. I pray, Father, that, Lord, each and every one of us will examine our hearts this morning. I pray, Lord, that your power of your Holy Spirit will transform our hearts. That we can not only be more like you, but, Lord, that we can glorify you. That we can lead people to say, wow, your God gives rules that bring freedom. Jesus Christ have words that are like building a house on rock. Wow, your God hears when you pray. Father, we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.